seems to me that the institutions that function in this country are clearly racist and they're built upon racism. And the question then is, how can black people inside this country move? And then how can white people who say they're not a part of these institutions move? And how do we begin to clear away the obstacles that we have in this society that make us live like human beings? This country has never done that, especially around the country of white and black. So we need action, self-reliance. The vision of self and the future have been the only means by which the oppressed have seen and realized the light of their own freedom. freedom. Are you trained or are you educated? Search the history, cause then white lies that you deposit reflect your supremacy. Descendant of kings, dethroned and forced to die in the street. Bible a gun, they forced and told me choose my defeat. It's all a pipeline to prison, how they influence the masses. This war that's psychological, every day we in classes. Ain't no stopping our ascension, we're clearly something you not. Make your hypocrisy, we see that you're teaching some hard to die. My first lesson in living was learn the rules of this game. Recognize the rules of this game, this evil system is playing. Humanity started in Africa way before Europeans. They seen them dynasties thriving, that illness quickly began. To infiltrate on their human frame and poison their feeble mind. They concocted the racist system, constructing corrupted minds. The objective remains, programming servitude is how they do what they do. They did it to me, they'll do it to you, and it's to reprove that your religion and education is all a method of training. White privilege, imperialism, genocide, they display it. Just the deposit, the savior, and the oppressor. You only do what they tell you. They got your frame of mind set up. Are you trained or are you educated? Search the history, cause then white lies that you deposit reflect your supremacy. Descendant of kings, dethroned and forced to die in the street. Bible a gun, they forced and told me choose my defeat. It's all a pipeline to prison, how they influence the masses. This force that's psychological, every day we in classes. They no stopping our ascension, we're clearly something you not. Thank your hypocrisy. We see that your teachings are hard to stop. You deny us African history condition made us savage. You constantly irritate us, intentions to make us rabid. They quit with them civil rights and they talk affirmative action. The whole world is just a black. Imagine the world without a black. Then you better trust and believe them racist makers here about color. Willing to die for future kings and queens and everyone of color. The puppeteers orchestrate through your television with coonery. You worry about some housewives, riches, gangster buffoonery. Awaken to reality. Reality. We're in domestic genocide, it's economic slavery, the dollar chains enslave your mind. Illusion of progress, self-evaluate and self-educate, education's commodity needed, self-reservation. Are you trained or are you educated? Search the history, cause then white lies that you deposit reflect your supremacy. Descendant of kings, dethroned and forced to die in the street. Bible a gun, they forced and told me choose my defeat. They praising the Lord and passing the ammunition, still I told still your ignorance is your salvation. And they still make a meal Knowledge my weapon and my clip Come full of the truth I'm willing to shoot and execute Your missionaries And yes, I'm a product of you It's a tragic reality Shared by black believe White institutions will help you Truly live life and succeed It's all capitalism Camel lowercase greed Students patiently receive Memorize and repeat PowerPoint and pen my lectures Through this music how I teach I'm a student with many teachers And with truth I aim to read Don't be the lion Jumping through hoops to get the food that mean you train Show them you king, lying untamed Refusing to live under chains It's all a pipeline to prison How they influence the masses This warfare psychological Every day we in classes Ain't no stopping our ascension We're clearly something you not Thank your hypocrisy We see that your teachings are hard to stop
Welcome, welcome to Live from the Plantation. I'm Brother Mikael with the Free Alabama Movement, and I'll be your host for the night. This broadcast is being brought to you live by the Abolish Slavery National Network in conjunction with the Free Alabama Movement. Plus, Positive Leaders United in Solidarity, the United Black Scholarship Foundation, Jailhouse Lawyers Speak, and AIM, the Alabama Initiative Movement. We are a group of brothers united in our shared struggle of slavery and oppression, dedicated to breaking down the barriers keeping us in these conditions. The things that you hear tonight may appall, discuss, and frustrate you, but know beyond a shadow of a doubt that these are the raw facts coming to you live, straight out the lines then. After our keynote speakers, we will open the lines for callers to have questions and comments. If you are one of those callers, please press 1 and wait for your four digits, your last four digits of your number to be called out. Our first speaker tonight would be Brother Kent from Mississippi, founder and leader of the PLUS organization. Brother Kent. I first want to start off by giving all praise due to the Creator who gives all power to the people. Um, today, what I want to speak on today is mainly the 13th Amendment, but at the same time, I want to wrap it all the way up with uh, with kind of structure and solidarity. You see, uh, the 13th Amendment, for those who don't know, the 13th Amendment is what the United States and the government pretty much capitalizes and push every part, whereas what they have is what they call the, uh, the exception cause. Whereas, whereas it makes it makes it it makes it pretty much legal for those to be slaves within the United States once upon they have been uh, duly convicted of any crime. You see, so when people come to prison, we gotta understand that they have become slaves. So it's not the thing of saying that they're convicts or they're inmates things of that nature there, we got to correct the term, slaves. You see what I'm saying? I, um, with this 13th Amendment, once they come to prison, you know, we have we have free labor, cheap labor. You have such as uh, Mississippi with the long line of compulsion. You got, you got Louisiana. You got Louisiana and Angola doing their thing with the... Um, with the naked belts and the rolly goes and all of the different things that they do in Louisiana. You also have Alabama and uh, Georgia with the long lines and so on and so forth. This is what they uh, have going on in various other states. In various other states, what they have is um, uh, different methods of, of cheap labor, free labor, and things of that nature there that they, uh, that they uh, pretty much just make their money off of. But uh, the main thing that... that we have to understand what what motivates and drives all of this is what you call capital, you know. And capital is money. This is what um this is what the government the government makes. They this is where most of the government, most of the politicians, they get their money from, you know, uh, investing in the prison in the prison systems and things of that nature. There, you know, um, and all of that and all of that part really can take its roots starting from the uh, 13th Amendment, but it also extends to, like, 1994 uh, when uh, when Bill Clinton had signed uh, that bill for uh, what they call call the crime bill that was presented by Joe Biden. But the whole name is uh, 
the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act. And with this act right here, it had opened up doors for mandatory minimums, uh, three strikes, habitual sentencing, indictment. Uh, it opened up doors for um, for capital capital punishment for drug offenses and many other things right there. This was what kind of made the uh, the Republican. This this what really made a lot of Democrats become Republicans because they finally noticed that that the uh, Democrats was doing what the Republicans have been trying to do for the longest. So we kind of had uh, put, a, put, a, put a shift, kind of had put a shift in the political parties and made a lot of things uh, kind of delusional or kind of illusional. Okay, uh, with, with that, what he did was he took $17 billion out of the welfare fund, you know, out of the welfare system. He took $17 billion out of the welfare system and he put it into the prison system. Alright. So once he did once he did this, this is when you had all of the private corporations, you know, uh GEO, CCA and all of the rest of the uh, the uh institutions, all of the rest of the uh the uh the cor- the corporations that, that build private prisons throughout the uh throughout the states, throughout the United States. And they get money, they get a lot of money from that. I'm talking about some states as low as maybe maybe twenty seven thousand, all the way up to maybe a hundred thousand dollars a year for each for each slave. You feel me? I'm not gonna call like I said. I'm not gonna call them inmates. I'm gonna call them exactly what they are: convict leasing that makes them slaves. All right. So uh, with that, with that, what they did, what they did, they called what we call mass incarceration. Mass incarceration, where you have countless states, pretty much all of the states, they're they're sleeping. I'm talking about guys sleeping on the floor. Uh, uh, they're they instead of instead of uh, freeing guys, they'll just stack them up on top of each other. Things that they made today, you know, uh, the living conditions become worse because when you when you take a bunch of when you take a bunch of uh, slaves and whatnot, they don't want to be there. It's built up. Frustration and uh, anger and uh, confusion and things of that nature. There, they're sitting there and and tension just raises. It, it, it just tension just just sits there and it makes all situations worse. So when situations get worse, you know that becomes uh, how can I say that, that makes a lot of officers not want to work there. So with that, it's a lot of uh, uh, short staff and anything can happen in those type of conditions. You see, uh, then then on top of that, we have the COVID nineteen was going on where they're where they're trying to enforce uh, social distance in the world, but uh, there is no such thing as social distance when you're uh, when you're incarcerated and you're on the zone with uh, fifty to a hundred guys that sleep right next to each other on top of each other, or if you're if you're in a cube where it's uh, two to four guys inside of a little small area, or you're in a uh, in a, uh, a cell where it's just two of you all in that. There's no such thing as social distance whatsoever. Okay, so uh, as being the first, as being the first speaker, I want to, um, I want to, I want to prepare you all to understand that that this is a uh, this is a war. That's exactly what this is. We we have to prepare our minds to uh, to uh, to understand that this is a warfare. This is a battle in which we must. Prepare ourselves. 
in many aspects, in many avenues. You understand? And what I mean by prepare ourselves is organizing, structuring, financing, communication. These are the type of things that we must we must come together and we must establish from state to state, from prison to prison, from inside to out, because that's the only way that we're gonna be able to win with this here. You know? So uh uh it all starts within, within one's mind frame. It got to start within your mind frame because there's many individuals that are coming inside the walls, come inside the belly of the beast and just talk and just live according to the way that they were living before they, before they came to prison. And once they step inside of the walls, they become worse and they become, they become, they, they start adapting. They start adapting to the conditions and they start adapting to the environment in which they are in, which makes them worse. You see, but it takes a man of sound mind to understand that man. If I'm trying to get out, and these people trying to, and these people trying to keep me in, and this sets the, uh, the, uh, the dynamics to say that there is an opposition within the midst. So if there's an opposition within the midst, that means there's somebody that's trying to stop you and prevent you from doing what you want to do. Which means that you know now you must fight, you must you must battle and fight for your freedom. You know, so that's any sound-minded individual, and that's most of us that's on this line right here who are reaching out to other individuals from the outside to the inside so we can kind of connect and we can kind of uh, build upon a stronger basis, a stronger platform so we can fight and build for the uh, for the future events. But uh, uh, as Brother said, uh, I am the, uh, I'm the founder I'm the founder of the plus part, and pretty much what we're doing is we're just reaching out and we're and we're uniting, we're uh, building with any positive leaders, any positive leaders from the inside to the out. You know, as far as us on the inside, we have a huge fight, we have a huge battle that we must do, and we need a lot of assistance from those that's on the outside. So, with that being said, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna open up, I'm just gonna open up the open arm and ask you all, you know, to uh to listen to the words that's coming out of each one of our mouth because I'm sure each one of these brothers have had some form of a, um, have gone through many different things. This is what you all out there in the world have gone through different things. But on the inside, it's a whole different dynamic. It's a whole different dynamic that, that, that pretty much the whole concept of this show that we will start and we're going to be having weekly, the whole concept of this show will be revealing. So, I'm gonna say that, and I'm gonna end right there. Peace and blessings to the multitude, and I hope, I hope I touched on a few things that open open up you all's minds as well as your heart to get more involved to what we got going on. But uh, uh, lastly, I, f- I forgot, I forgot. We also have a rap. We also have a four day event. We have a f- we have a five day event, and the first in the first four days would be an online rally. The, the online rally would be for individuals from inside these walls, most of whom are on this phone right now. But uh, there will be four individuals from inside these walls who will be coming together speaking out about the 13th Amendment, and there will be four other individual leaders from the outside who will be coming together speaking about the, uh, the, uh, the 13th Amendment. And uh, on that fifth day, we're going to be hitting the street boots on the ground, and the name of this event is the Free the 13th Rally in March. And it's going to be it's going to be October 26th through October 30th. So uh, with that, I ask you all to get in tune. You know, uh, 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 we all over social media. 
you get into whoever you want to with this side of your state or whatever. This is a nationwide thing, you know, from I know the majority of the states throughout the South, as well as uh, uh, California, as well as uh, 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 Ohio, uh, Kansas, a few other states that's going to be joining us within this uh, movement right here. So we ask you all to uh, keep your ears open, you know, to, to, to what we're doing, assist us in what we're doing, you know, so we can bring about a better day. But uh, with all that being said and done, man, peace and blessings to the most to us. Peace and blessings, dear brother. That was Brother right, Kent uh, from the Plus Organization, and next we have speaking Brother Binu from the Free Alabama Movement. Brother Binu. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, glad to be back on the show. Glad to be back live uh, from behind the walls and cages representing uh, for the struggle for those of us who, you know, we under oppression daily. You know what I'm saying? It's all kind of vices, um, all kind of apparatuses in place to try to silence our voices. Um, but despite all of that, we still find a way to break through uh, to get our message direct to the people because no one can um, uh, speak for us. You know, we have voices. What we have to do um, is to unleash them. You know what I'm saying? We have to remove our fear, uh, remove our concern of repercussions because sacrifices um, have to be made. You know, um, I'm online joined by uh, uh, Brother Connecticut Justice. Uh, we, we spent um, uh, five over five years of peace solitary confinement. Uh, making sure that the truth got out because the system, they do everything they can uh, to try to suppress, depress, oppress, and repress. Um, and we have to do everything we can to overcome that. So I'm um, just glad to be back on, glad to be back in the midst of the people, want to let everybody know that this is a caller-driven show. You know, we're not on here to try to be the next Steve Harvey or, or Oprah Winfrey, none of that right there. We're on here to give voice to the people who the system has totally silenced, you know, all of us. And by us, I mean us, our family members, our loved ones, the people who support us uh, from the moment these uh, crises start in our life, from the moment the police pull up and arrest us, they, we don't have a right to speak. We, we don't have afforded opportunity to get our, our, our voice heard. When we get in court, our attorneys tell us, be quiet, don't say nothing. The media is not concerned with what we have to say. They don't want to hear from Mama Ray. They don't want to hear from uh, Queen Nikki D. They don't want to hear from Sister Eunice. They don't want to hear from our people and our families. You know what I'm saying? They want to do all the talking. And so by the time the process is over and we get behind these cages, we realize our truth is not being told. The media is not allowed inside the prisons. Uh, when we see things that go on inside the prisons and we look on the news, what's being projected on the news and the reality of what went on is it, it, totally, totally separate. You know, that's not what happened. And so what we decided to do in Free Alabama Movement was to create these platforms uh, our blog talk radio show, social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, because we understood that we have a unique perspective. We right here in the midst of we in, we we literally in the lion's den. We in the belly of the beast. You know what I'm saying? And no one else can tell it like us because this is our experience. This is not something we read. We're not receiving secondhand information. This is our actual life experience. And so that's what life on the plantation is about. It's about us and those amongst our ranks who are impacted and it's creating these platforms for us to tell the truth. You know, when we find evidence of innocence, very rarely do we get beyond the courtroom. It stays in the closed environment. So we created this platform. So if you have a loved one who's innocent and you have evidence, this is your platform. And we want to increase those voices. But this is not just about one person and one voice. This is about all voices coming together and making a collective noise. You know, so we want you, if your loved one being wrong, we've been wrong, She's been wrong. It's not about everybody running to one person. 
It's about all of the people who have been wrong coming together. You getting your mother, you getting your sister, you getting your wife. I'm getting my mother, I'm getting my niece, I'm getting my daughter, I'm getting my brother. Uh, Kinetic Justice getting his, Kinetic Justice getting that, getting in Sister Eunice, getting the church, and make everybody march in one step towards freedom and justice. That's how we do it. You know, we can't do it on an individual basis. We're not strong enough. We don't have enough muscle. We got to put everything together, and everyone has a step collective. And that's the reason why we're trying to organize nationally. Everything that we've been a part of lately has been national in scope because these problems are national in their scope. The way that they organize, the way that the prison system, the wars and the commissioners, they are all together on a national uh, um, organizational basis. And so that's how we have to confront it. We have to become national in the way we organize. We have to broaden our perspective. But you have to do it on the local level. You have to organize your state. Get your state together and make your state relevant to what's going on in Mississippi and Louisiana and Florida and Georgia. And then we start coordinating activities because I want people to pay attention to something. When you're on social media, you see a protest going on in this state. You see people going to the Capitol in this state. You see people on a hunger strike in this state. All this is going on behind prison, but it's not going on at the same time. So it's isolated incidents that the state is able to, to step in and stamp out. But when you see the situation with George Floyd and you see the protests about police brutality, it's all going on at the same time all around the country and all around the world. And this is why they're able to, to garner the attention, to bring the awareness, to do the political education, because they're able to seize the, the attention of the masses. And if we don't do that, even though we're sitting here looking at it and seeing that it's effective, then we have to blame ourselves for our shortcomings and not being able to change our circumstances. So that's what I wanted to say. You know, this is um this is about everyone coming together. This is the people's this is the people's opportunity to make our voices heard from these plantations because that's where the suffering is going on at. And we have a particular platform that we operate from. Uh, we have a four point program with work strikes, boycotts, protests. And, and, and Kinetic Justice, who's now leading our voting, our political voting campaign, he's going to come on and share that with y'all. Um, and so that's what we got going on, you know. And like I said, this is a, a caller-driven show. If you're listening, press 1 and listen for the host. He's going to give the last four digits of your phone number. He's going to give the last four digits of your phone number and let you know that you're in the host queue, and that's when you'll be able to speak. So I say that, you know, I'm not going to take up too much time. I just wanted to open that. I'm going to turn it over to Brother Kinetic Justice, uh, and we're going to get this show on the road. And after he gets finished, we're going to go into a brief break. And after we come out for the break, we want to hear from you. So go ahead and start pressing one, and go ahead and get ready, because it's time for us to go live from the platform, I mean, from the plantation, and, and break these walls and fences down. Peace. Hotel, hotel for peace and blessings to the Uh this is brother, like I said, this is brother Kinetic Justice, a free Alabama movement. Um, we have been in this fight and this struggle in one way or another for the last two decades. Uh, me and my brothers, I know my comrades here in Alabama, we have consistently uh, struggled, consistently uh, developed different techniques and different tactics uh, to challenge our conditions and our situation. Uh, like I said, on the basis of the free Alabama movement, uh, it's, you know, it's an inside uh, movement, you know, bringing brothers on the inside together and educating brothers and organizing brothers and putting brothers in a better position uh, to articulate their situation and their suffering in order to uh, receive the attention and, and the help that we need on the inside. Uh, but I'm going to basically uh, 
not cover a, a lot of things with Free Alabama Movement, as you can look that up online or you can, you know, catch the history. But a new section of, that we're getting off into that we should have been off into a little earlier, and that's to develop uh, power. And we look at power as to be politically organized with economical resources. Uh, we are pretty good at uh, getting resources, our economical resources, uh, but we haven't been too good at being politically organized. So on the inside, what we're trying to implement uh, is a political education curriculum that transcends state lines that uh, we can share and transmit from one state to the next to make sure that we're all getting the same information, that we're all on the same page, and we're all moving in the same direction. Uh, what we are creating here in Alabama, where we're starting here in Alabama, is the Non-Alliance People's Party. And the Non-Alliance People's Party is, in essence, a, a group of people who deal with issues and not candidates, not uh, the Democrats, not Republicans. Uh, we're not Democrat. We're not Republican. They're two evils of the same coins from our perspective. Therefore, in order for us to establish some type of political power, we have to create our own political base. And a lot of us on the inside have been stripped uh, of our rights to vote. Uh, our civic uh, life has been dis, uh, discontinued. And they like to make us think that we have no voice, that we have no say-so, that we can't contribute to the process. However, what we have established is that we're going to create a vote for me campaign. And the way that this works is that NAP breaks down into four sections. One section is a, a group of people who create legislation. You know, we write legislation, our own legislation. We got a group of people who does that. Then we have a group of people who vet and select. Uh, they deal with potential candidates uh, in their communities or potential candidates on the state or national level uh, who can agree to our agenda, who can support and sponsor our agenda. Uh, then there's a group uh, that does the media, that does the promotional aspects of it. And that is the part that, you know, a lot of people uh, get off into on social media. And we use social media as a tool uh, to get the message out to as many people as possible. But uh, one of the most important parts that uh, we need to do is, is reaching out to our family members and loved ones and educating them about our situation and our condition and getting at least one to two of them to commit uh, to be your voice, to vote for you. Uh, as we come up with a list of potential candidates who can support our agenda and sponsor the legislation we put forth, then we can create a voting block that ensures that we can put potential candidates in position uh, to sponsor these bills and to get this legislation through. Uh, but that's just a basic overview of uh, what we're striving to do on the political aspect and, and getting into the community and getting people politically active, getting people politically involved and bringing them together into a voting block. And once we establish this voting block, then we have a power base in which we speak from. We have a power base now that we can demand from, and we don't have to ask and dig because um, once we get the economic aspect strangled and tangled, then, you know, we dry up their money supply through strike work strikes and through boycott. Then we have a position to sit at the table. I got your money, and now we have a political base that can demand and speak for us and speak to our issues and speak to the truth of what it is that we promote and that we're consistently fighting for. Uh, but with that, I'll say once again, it's a, it's a great pleasure to be back amidst the the, the comrades are back amidst brothers who fighting and struggling for freedom, justice, and equality. You know what I'm saying? It's just an honor to be back uh, amid, among brothers in this category. But in the future, as we continue to move forward, we'll uh, go a little bit in depth into, you know, creating a voting block and the, and the need 
and why there's a need for a voting block and how this voting block could be effectively used to promote uh, as we continue to struggle from the inside out. Uh, with that, I'll say peace and wholesale. All right, appreciate that, brother. Kinetic. Yeah, so um, like I said, we're going to just give you all a brief uh, commercial break. We're going to uh, play some music because we want to, uh, you need to take care of something right quick. If you need to go get some water, if you need to go just whatever little business you handle, go ahead and take care of what you need to take care of. We're going to go on break. And after we come off a break, we want you to go ahead and start pressing one so we can go ahead and start bringing callers on and go ahead and start hearing from the people. This is live from the plantation. South America's prison system, the largest possible state and enslaver in the world. Bulletproof love, young nigga. When everything gone, remain chin up, chest out. Yours truly. Filthy motherfucking fear. Let me talk to him. Is this really the kid? Loose tribe, nigga, ain't gonna stop us. Put up his wrist. Frustrated, thinking somebody killing your bitch. You niggas broke in your crib and they start selling your shit. And then you make matters worse. Your boo thing just got evicted and she gotta start packing by the first. Nigga, has got your kids and they ain't giving them back. Cause they found bricks in your crib and them sticks with the cereal scraps. How real is that? It's not at all. No money on your phone, so they block your call. Niggas start balling and he stop the balling. One of the chance that he wouldn't make the Bulletproof love, chin up, chest out, through adversity, 
build strength. Kills without character, pressure build diamonds. And you are strong, healthy motherfucking feel. I salute you. Do that time, nigga, ten up, shit out. Don't let them break you, nigga. Don't let them break you. It's a mental thing. Physically, you might be incarcerated, nigga, but mentally, nigga, you free than a bitch. Get on your grind, nigga. Build your empire from behind these motherfucking walls like I did, nigga. All money empire, nigga. Shout out to every motherfucker who stayed down. For those who didn't, I pray for you. Can't swallow poison, man. Hope that they kill the motherfucker that you got a grudge against. It don't work like that. What it do? It's Ivan Kilgore, founder of the United Black Family Scholarship Foundation. Back in 2013, Filthy Phil and I crossed paths at New Folsom State Prison in Northern California. Eventually, Filthy and I would gradually build a bridge and become what we say in prison, steel sharpening steel. It don't stop. I tell him one day, just like you was putting it down out there on them bricks, you can still make it happen from behind these walls. Five years later, I pull up on him at a new joint. He dropping his books, he dropping his music. Stay shining and doing what you do, and stay spitting the real. I've been in that box, you know, twice facing the death penalty for loving them streets. So filthy spit that real. I know what it's like when you have cats say they love you. They run up in your spot, then show up in court pointing the finger at you when you start airing shit out. Though we stand strong on ten toes down. And we still bulletproof. Y'all know who that is. Where you at? Where you at, brother? We know you in here hey. celebrating. Oh, hey, man. George Jackson, hey, the dragon. You out there? You out there in the home of the dragon, ain't it? Okay, September yeah, already, 9, man. 1971. Hey, man. I'm glad to be here, brother. Yeah, come on in. What's man, up? can y'all hear me? We can hear can you. Can y'all hear me out from there? the plantation? We can hear you very already. well. Already. We can hear you. Already. Hey, man. I just wanna uh, start off by saying, man, it's an honor. And a pleasure to be here back in the mix with the brothers again. It's been like four, five years since we was able to get back together after the last demonstration. And I just want to let the people know that for those of us that are incarcerated, uh, we have miraculously found a way to build a bond. I'm talking about from state to state, from Cali to Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma. And we reach out, and we reaching out there and letting the people know the real. Because, unfortunately, a lot of what we see on the media when it comes to what's happening in the nation's prisons and what these uh, joints is designed to do, it ain't what it is. And so I've learned from a lot of the brothers that's been in this movement, especially with Fam Free Alabama movement, that we do have to take certain measures and not be so much concerned about the consequences as we move forward in this struggle because nothing ever gets done without sacrifice. And so with that said, you know, I'm going to be short here today, and I just want to touch on a couple couple things here. And one of the things Brother Asad said uh, from PLUS organization was everything starts with your mind frame. And for a lot of brothers that I've seen that come into prison, you know, they start accepting and adapting to the pennies on the dollar. And you see a lot of these cats, man, you know, 20, 25 years down the road, and they still doing the same thing. And when they step out there into the world, it's like society wonders what's wrong with them. 
not understanding the conditioning and the acceptance of certain conditions when they came into the prison system and how that's warped his perception on reality. And that reality being a man should be uh, uh, compensated for his labor. But he does, he's not able to make that connection because he's in here working for nothing, pennies on the dollar. And so when we see this, and we think about why it is our loved ones come home and they dysfunction, they can't function in a certain capacity to maintain their sense of independence. Understand it's been stripped from them. And with that said, when we think about, you know, the 13th Amendment, we got to look at the design and how it was rolled out. I mean, you're talking about two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. Here it is. We have uh, an amendment being put, written into the Constitution that's re-enslaving people, that's, that's basically taking slavery and giving it another image, or as Douglas Blackman would say, slavery by another name. And then we get into this whole thing of these prison labor camps, and this is what America's not seeing because, as it was mentioned earlier, uh, the cameras are not allowed up in the prison to see this stuff. And I think the closest thing we've seen was like probably uh, about six, seven months ago on uh, CBS News, they did a special on Angola, one of the largest slave plantations in the United States. Today is one of the largest penitentiaries and employs, now I don't want to say employs, has enslaved countless African Americans. So that's just a little bit I want to drop on the minds of our listeners. And again, I want to say with the greatest humility that I am honored to be here amongst the true fighters and soldiers across the nation who, like myself, are up in here bringing it to the public to witness and recognize the real in terms of what this nation is doing in these prison slave camps. All right. We appreciate that. That's Brother Ivan. Y'all can look him up. Um, I don't know if he gave his contact information, but we're going to come back shortly and give everyone's contact information. Um, so that you all can reach out to these organizations, these organizers, these leaders. Uh, if you hear something that you're interested in, you want to be a part of, you want to connect to, we're going to put the information out there. Do we have any callers at this time, Brother Max? Um, Abolition Today by the Slavery National Network putting it down the greatest. You know what I'm saying? They're putting it down. If you want to know something about the, the, the slavery clause, if you want to know about the history, you want to know about the players, you want to know about who's involved today. You want to know about what state representatives, what state um, uh, senators on the federal level. If you want to know anything, hit up Max Prathers and Brother Yusuf, Abolition Today, and the Abolish Slavery National Network, and I promise you, you're going to get the answer, and you ain't going to have to wait on it. Brother Max, we got in the call. Yes, sir, you do. I just want to say I'm very proud of you, brothers. Y'all are killing it. I'm loving it. You got 7658, your line right. is open right now. That's 7658, your line is wide open. Oh, uh, We know who that is. We know who that is, 7658. <laughs> 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 Well, you always doing that, but you always doing that. You always showing love yeah. and support. You always doing that. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, the people, I, I saw somebody asking your group the other day, what's planned next? So I'm putting you on the spot. The people are ready. They're looking for some instructions. They know who they know who's holding the flag, so they want to know what's next. 
Oh, don't put me on the spot. Don't do that. We working on it. It's okay, something in the right, works. Right. And we'll be okay, supporting right. the Plus Party right. in the week in October. But it's more to come, more protests to come. And that's what we do, organize and support from the right. outside. Um, again, just showing love and support. And okay, I'll keep with that. Yeah, who is the queen team? Where the little, little bad, the little youth, the little, the, the, who the little young one we seen with the microphone up there representing D.C.? Where, where's she at? Oh, you mean, you mean the baby what, activist what's the right here with me? What is the queen team about? The queen team, um, so we support the organizers on the inside, support Free Alabama Movement, organizing support protests throughout the state of Alabama, um, and push for political change. But it's all based off of the inside, so that's what we do. Okay, I got a better understanding of the Queen thing then. <laughs> really? Okay. So yeah. Y'all want to talk to the baby activist? The Queen team. You know we do. You know we do. She had that microphone. She had that megaphone up there in Washington D.C. with that jumpsuit on. So we got to hear from her. And Look, what he's saying with it, she was she going all the way off. Yeah. All right. Well, here she is. All right, then. Hello. Who we got? Who we got on the phone here? Who is this? Is this the one that had the DJ megaphone Maya up in K. D.C.? Is that it? Yeah, okay. Okay. Very proud of you, sister. That's, that's DJ Maya K. Oh yeah. Well, we just wanted to call you on and uh, introduce you to everyone who's listening and let you know that we saw you out there putting in that work. We listened to what you had to say. Your, your statement was so beautiful, and uh, we're so proud of you. So we're just honored to have you to be a part of the movement. Uh, we know you have a personal interest in it. You have a loved one that's incarcerated, and you're stepping out at such a young age, and we just want to let you know we appreciate what you're doing, and you, 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 you represent the future for everything that we're doing. And so we just wanted to let you know that. Peace to you, and we love you, and keep up the good work. Thank you. We appreciate you, Maya, okay? Appreciate Okay. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, Brother Max. Yes, sir. I'm here. Yes, sir, I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh-oh, I think we might have lost our 758. Let's see if I can pull you back up again. All right, well, why are you working on that, Max? What's going on, my brother and all my uh, comrades in solidarity? This is Yusuf Hassan, uh, one of the co-hosts of Abolition Today, and I just wanted to check in. I'm on a break between my classes, and I just wanted to check in and salute you, brothers, you know, uh, I do what I do because of you. So I just wanted that to be known, you know, and everywhere I go, I take you all with me in spirit, and everything that I do is towards ending slavery, ending the oppression and the atrocities that go on behind the walls across this country. So I just wanted to chime in and let you all know that. Peace. Peace, Thank you, Brother Yusuf. 
All right, you guys are open? Yes, we still open, Matt. Uh, we have any other callers in queue? Uh, I just opened up a line that was 3420. 3420. Oh, no, that was me, Max. Oh, okay. Sorry. That was you, too. All right. So if you want to speak, just press <laughs> the star, uh, press number one on your uh, keypad, please. That'll raise your hand up so I know to unqueue you. And we definitely want to hear from you all because, like I said, this is a platform for us to get our voices heard. Uh, while we're waiting on callers, I'm going to make a couple of announcements. Um, there's some events coming up around the, uh, the, the nation. Uh, organizers in different states have shared their information with us. Um, Decarcerate Louisiana is having a rally on October the 28th at 11 o'clock a.m. at the Old State Capitol. Uh, you can look them up online and get their get their contact information. Um, they have a flyer circulating. Uh, it's Decarcerate Louisiana. They're having a rally on October the 28th at 11 o'clock a.m. That'll be during the course of the, the Free the 13th uh, rally that's being organized uh, by the Plus Party, Brother Kent, that y'all heard from earlier. So um, if you're interested, you want to be a part of that, please uh, support Decarcerate. Uh, the Take It Down rally. Um, family members representing Taylor's Voice will be speaking. Uh, they'll be in uh, Pueblo, Pueblo, Colorado on Sunday, September the 13th from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Once again, that's Take It Down rally in Pueblo, Colorado on Sunday, September the 13th from 12 to 3. Uh, we received this information from Taylor's Voice, and they said that they'll be speaking at the rally, and they want everyone to come out and attend and support that. Um, and this one right here is showing up is bad, y'all. Y'all got to, um, you know, I'm going to tell you about these people. I hope that someone is online and they'll press one and they'll come on and speak and share with y'all. But this is an organization called Ethics, um, Ensuring Parole for Incarcerated Citizens. They're going to be at the Richmond Correctional Institute from 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can find them uh, Epic, of, Epic in Ohio, that's E-P-I-C. They'll be at the Richmond Correctional Institute at 3 o'clock p.m. this Saturday. Uh, you can look up the hashtag, we will not be silent. They also have a hashtag, you can't get well in a cell. Now, check this out. They've been going since May of 2020. They've been going from every prison in the state of Ohio since May. Every weekend, they've covered 24 out of the 28. They said they had to reschedule one. They have four more left, and they need people to support them. Not only support them by going to Ohio if you're in that area, but anywhere around the United States, we need you all to start organizing protests. They've been doing it every weekend. Uh, you can go online and look at them, Epic in Ohio. You can go on their Twitter account. You can go on Facebook and find them. Uh, they have a, a, a website. They've got all kind of information out there. And this is the type of dedication and commitment that we need to be successful. But it's got to be more people. It's got to be more people doing the exact same thing. This is one of our core platforms. This is one of the uh, four, one of our four main platforms, which is protesting at the prison. You know, at these places, at the state, at the uh, state parole board, um, at the state corrections uh, headquarters. This is part of what we do, and they've been doing it. We just found out about them. Uh, we've been shouting them out ever since, showing love, support. Uh, and we're going to continue to drive that support. And so if you're interested, just look them up online, uh, find out what's going on. And, and, and last but not least, definitely, um, the Abolish Slavery National Network again. That's what Brother Max and them is working on. Uh, the state of Colorado has become the first state in the country to abolish the language out of their constitution. Uh, other states, New Jersey, they're, they're, they're getting their momentum going. A guy just put out a video about it. 
uh, sister Jamila Hand in the Move On organization. She just posted a live video. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how long ago the video was recorded, but she was interviewing a state senator uh, or representative out in the state of California, and he endorsed uh, removing that language from the Colorado Constitution. And Brother Max can tell you about other states and other entities uh, that are getting behind this. And this is what we're trying to build around the nation. We're trying to get everyone involved in understanding that on the state level, there are some states. I think there's 25 or 24 that have the language in their constitution. And we're going to be educating on what you can do in your state to get that language removed. And then on the federal level, we want to repeal the 13th Amendment and replace it with a new amendment that removes that language out and abolishes this inhumane, uh, just, you know, just diabolical. It's, it's the law of the land. It is actually the law of the land that's still in existence today. Um, and we're trying to get that removed. So that's what we're organizing around, uh, trying to get that out. And that's what the event that you heard the brother speak on earlier uh, talking about, because everyone's experiencing these things the same way. Just because you're in a different state, what you're going through with the parole board, uh, what you're going through with conditions, uh, what you're going through with loved ones and solitary confinement and all of that, it's the same thing around the state. And so we got some other brothers on. We got Brother Blue on. We got um, Brother Shaw. We got all kind of people on the line. So I'm going to go ahead and open up the floor. And like I said, if you're listening, please press 1, and um, uh, Max will get you in on the call because we want to hear from you. Uh, thank you so much. All right, Brother, right, brother Benu. I'm going to turn it back it over to you and the brothers in the Brother, brother Benu, just want to say you do have all a hand. All right, bro. Brother. We appreciate you, Brother Benu. You do have a hand oh, up. I got a hand up, Max. Yeah, you got a hand up. At all right, go, go ahead and run it, Max. Two four four four. You're on the line. Hi there. Um, my name is Savannah. This is my first call. I'm calling in from Texas, and um, I was invited by Brother Kent uh, to be a part of the Plus Movement. Um, but I just wanted to give a brief introduction. Uh, again, my name is Savannah. Um, I've been working in criminal justice reform for about five years now. I have two brothers who are both incarcerated and a son who's incarcerated. Uh, So um, I go hard for the people that I love. And so uh, my goal initially was to work on policy reform. I've been lobbying candidates, doing a lot of advocacy work, and it's really pushed me into uh, community organizing uh, just because, you know, a lot of times you need to be more visual in your work that, uh, you know, you can send the emails out. You, I've done, you know, testimony um, at the Capitol, but um, there's nothing like a visual representation, right? And um, I just want to say I appreciate um, everybody on the call for taking the time to, um, you know, bring awareness to what's going on. Um, Because you're right, like, uh, what's on the news is definitely not an adequate representation of what's actually going on, and people need to see and they need to hear um, the truth. So I appreciate it. I think that it's really important that folks know that healing starts from the inside out. And so a lot of the barriers we've had in Texas is that a lot of family members don't want to endure Um, you know, not being able to get a call for five minutes because the units are going on lockdown when we protest outside the units. So it's really helpful when people who are on the inside can speak to their family members and loved ones and say, you know, we're okay with enduring this temporarily because we understand, you know, what the bigger picture looks like. 
Um, so I, you know, I also organize, um, try to raise awareness because there's no heat. I mean, there's no AC in Texas prison. So we actually have a mock cell that we um, put up in the cities that we go to so that um, folks can come into the cell and the cell heats up to about 120 degrees, which in some units temperatures do rise that high, you know, and our loved ones do not have relief. So um, we just have a lot of things going on and, and I just appreciate the collective effort um, across the nation to raise awareness about what's going on. Thank you so much, sister. That's major. That's major what them folks doing out there, man. And uh, you got three. I want to reiterate. Uh, Max, do we have any other callers? Max, are there any other uh, callers on the line with their hand up? Max may have stepped away, but I'm looking at the board and uh, I see two eight seven seven. With their hand raised Have you spoken already 2877 uh, uh, Nah I just been listening Bring them in Go ahead brother Okay this is Potential I've been on The entire time I've just been listening and stuff And I just want to say I guess you know It's an honor to be on You know With all the comrades and stuff is good. I'm glad everybody, um, uh, you know, back together and and at the blog going again. I think this is probably going to be the best way for us guys here, especially here in, I guess, well, you know, all over. But now, you know, I'm in um, Alabama, in the belly of the beast in Alabama and stuff, and I just want to acknowledge that I appreciate everything, all the sacrifices, brothers, made the queen, and, you know, I'm here for whatever. And I pass for that. We thank you for that, brother. We thank you. Uh, is there anyone else with the hand up? Uh, just uh, 2444, still with the hand up. Uh, the young lady that just spoke. Okay. Uh, did she already speak or is she trying to speak again? You're on no, line. I didn't have anything to add. Okay. Okay. Well, with that being said, man, I want to reiterate that these are major, major moves going on out here. Uh, as Brother Bimu was saying about ethics, that's major. Every weekend, them people hey, are brother. protesting at a different prison in Ohio. Yes, sir. You do have two other people with their hands up now. Somebody on the line? Yes, you got nine seven five five. Okay, all right, we'll come on with it. Come nine seven five five. You are on air. Nine seven five five. You're on air. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Hi, my name is um, and I'm calling from California. I'm currently um, a law student, and I'm just I'm grateful for this this call and um, being able to to hear y'all. And I think it's really important that um, that we continue this educational work, and especially around like issues around the Thirteenth Amendment and the the continued presence of, of slavery um, in the United States. Um, yeah, and I just I just wanted to to just say that I'm here and I'm listening. And thank you. 
and we appreciate you for your support, brother, very much. Thank you. All right, we got one more. That's four three six three. Four three six three. You are on live. Hi, this is um, Stephanie White Mogoff. Um, I'm here in Stockbridge, Georgia, and I have a friend that's incarcerated. I'm a um, teacher and educator. Um, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I really do, and um. And I'm here, I'm listening. My eyes are open now. Um, and it's like, it's really sad the way they, um, the system has um, incarcerated and treating our black men and women. So I'm here and I'm supportive and whatever I can do or whatever you need me to um, to um, advocate or raise some awareness here in Georgia, I'm all for it. So thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. That's a blessing to have you on, too. We appreciate you calling in. We got one more, 1882. 1882, you are on air. Hey, everyone. Uh, This is Daniel. I was recently in Montgomery at the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, I've had the privilege to work a little bit with Kinetic and Benu. Appreciate you all having this space. I think it's really great. Um, I was just wondering if, if maybe you'd be interested in reflecting a little bit on the news uh, coming out of Alabama the last week about the new prisons, uh, and I guess specifically connecting it to some of the issues that you've been talking about on the show so far. Um, I know that for folks in Alabama, it's probably a lot of what we're thinking about right now, and I'm curious to hear what, what you all have to say about that. Well, Daniel, we're going to let Kinetic uh, answer that question, but we definitely appreciate all Daniel. Um, calling in, Daniel's been a strong supporter of the Free Alabama Movement and other organizations, you know, and uh, he's made sacrifices for us and uh, supported us, so we appreciate you calling in. Brother Kennedy, you want to chime in on that a little bit? Most definitely. You know I got to shout there, y'all. You done, you done held us down through some hard times in them, them dark corners and the continued support. I'm talking about it's very motivating. It's, and I'm talking about just, just keep doing what you're doing, Daniel. We're going to keep doing what we're doing, and we're going to get there. Did you want to address that uh, question that he had? What, uh, what was the question? Um, he was saying about the current news in Alabama. Uh, the, the, yeah, sorry. In, in regards to the conditions of the prisons, but them wanting to put up new prisons and not dealing with the issues that's already at hand. Uh, well, you know, this, this has been a continuation of, I think, since early 16 that we've been struggling and organizing here in Alabama against uh, the building of these new prisons as the building of new prisons doesn't solve the problems that are going on that have been identified and acknowledged and validated in the state of Alabama. And these prisons are a scapegoat uh, way for Alabama to get away from addressing the real issues and to continue to make uh, the slave trade in Alabama the most profitable industry in Alabama, because this is nothing but a money grab. Uh, For years and years, they have wasted hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money, supposedly, uh, to address the issues in the Alabama prison system. Yet, uh, repeatedly, the federal government has acknowledged that Alabama has been derelict in its duty to uh, protect the people that it incarcerates, provide the basic necessities of health care and mental health uh, for people that are incarcerated. 
And the building of the prisons, as I say, is just a, a diversion, a scapegoat to get away from addressing those issues while at the same time generating more and more revenue uh, for them to continue to be oppressive to the people in this state. And we will continue to organize against it, even though they have uh, went outside the legislative and created a, a backroom deal uh, to lease uh, buildings and to get these mega prisons uh, before they break ground and as they continue to try to uh, find people to do it, we will begin to step up pressure on organizing against that and exposing exactly what needs to be addressed uh, in this state. Because as we said, and we continue to say that, you know, from 13, 14, we made some serious allegations against the Alabama Department of Corrections. And we went to the extreme in carrying our burden of proof of providing evidence, videos, continual blog talk shows. We put it out there. We exposed them. The Department of Justice came in and validated every allegation that we made, yet there has been nothing done to address none of these issues, yet they're continuing to push economical issues, the building of, of these mega prisons, uh, instituting different rules of, of that you violate, that you got to pay uh, money. You destroy, uh, tear a mattress, we want $48. You tear a pair of pants, we want $12. There's a bunch of money-making schemes that they have going on through this prison system. Yet humanity and our human rights are suffering at, at the expense of it. And it makes no sense that the federal government has declared that the state of Alabama is abusing and violating uh, human beings, violating their constitutional rights. They violate their Eighth and Fourteenth Amendment constitutional rights blatantly. It's been stated. It's been put in black and white. Yet nobody has forced the state of Alabama to be held accountable. All we are hearing about is these prisons. And it's on us, those who are conscious of what's really going on and are in this situation, to express ourselves openly, boldly to people in society. We have to educate our families. We have to educate our communities. We have to reach out to representatives. We have to do whatever is necessary to get our humanity put as a priority and not the building of some prisons and more economical incentives uh, for the thieves and the white supremacy of this state. We have to push our agenda and make it known that we are human beings and our rights matter, and they trump anything that you're talking about economically. Yes, there are a lot of decrepit buildings in this state in which they house people, and they should be destroyed, but not in the, the pretense of building bigger prisons just to keep incarcerating people. Because we have established that in this state they're overcharging, they're over-sentencing, and they're over-abusing them. So it's time that we continue to step up and use uh, the introduction of this prison uh, situation as a means to show what's important to these people, to show what their priority is. Instead of addressing the overcrowding, instead of addressing COVID-19, instead of addressing the violence, instead of addressing the abuse, they're not talking about any of that. They're talking about building new prisons that are bigger to hold more people and we have to educate our families and communities about this and begin to organize around it. And I'll peace with that. Brothers, we are going into overtime right yeah, now. And we have peace, two more lines that uh, look like they want to chime in. So we're in overtime, and we got two more lines. How do you want to proceed? Go on, go on bring them in. Bring them in, Matt. All right. We're going to start off with 9520. 9520, you're on the line here with Live from the Plantation. Good evening, everybody. Um, um, just gonna say my name is Reggie. 
Um, I'm also incarcerated in Alabama. The belly of the beast, the lion's den, whatever you want to call it. But um, it, it's so much that, that that needs to be said that hasn't been said yet. It's so much that needs to be done that haven't been done yet. And even though I've been incarcerated here almost 27 years, it, it, it really doesn't bother me so much about the new prison and reason being because, and I'm not proud of it, I, I've been housed in a Florida prison too, but being housed here in Alabama, man, it's the most disgusting, the most frightening time of my life. The, the, the buildings are... Uh, run down, um, they are outdated, they, they, they are falling apart, um, they really should be condemned, and Alabama sooner or later going to have to build a new prison, but really the new prison is not the issue right now, the issue is like your brother was saying, the overcrowding, and the only way to alleviate the overcrowding, you got to release people by society, and to release people by society, you need to release somebody in a capacity where they're able to go out and function like normal people, you know? But there here in Alabama is so disgusting because there's no form of rehabilitation whatsoever. Um, programs out the window, um, schooling out the window is that there's nothing good about ABOC. I've been here 27 years, and I cannot find one good thing about Alabama Department of Correction. And that's sad. And uh, I'm here tonight listening, and I'm really, really applaud about people that in other states listening to this. And I want to thank you all for tuning in and just hearing our cry because we truly, truly need some help inside of Alabama Department of Correction because it's unhumane. And what they're doing, they're not rehabilitating us. They are dehumanizing us. And it's sad because the situation here is so sad that most inmates here in Alabama Department of Correction, they, they, they want to find an easy way out, and that's suicide. They, 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 they rather die than to happen go through these oppressive days after day after day. Every day is oppressive. Um, they beat us. They, they, they spray us for no reason. They, they slap us. They kick us. They do it. Whatever it is they want to do, they do it. And with the new prisons going up or uh, trying to go up, and I only see matters getting worse as far as being housed in Alabama DOC because once they get these new prisons up and get the inmates inside, they're going to stop the, um, you know, the cell phones and all this stuff so we won't be able to, you know, let people know what's going on. And I think it's going to be much, much worse. I, I think it's going to be more detrimental, especially to the young guys, because they don't have any, any guidance like they need. They don't have um, people, psychiatrists, and, and people that can help them deal with the, the turmoil that's going on inside of the Department of Correction. And uh, I just want to say pray for us, 
And whatever you can do, people, to help us in this situation, please do so. If it's only by word of mouth and spreading it out and letting people know what's going on in Alabama, but we need help, and we need help bad. And there's so many men that have done over 25 years in Alabama Department of Correction, and it's bad because they don't do anything to keep our health up. We're deteriorating every day. I'm almost 60 years old and blind and just just, just to fell all apart, you know, because we're not eating properly. We're being abused and we're being oppressed on all measures. So are we asking for prayers and, and, and just pray for us, please? And whatever you can do, people out there that's listening to help us, please help us. And thank you all for letting me share. God bless you all. God bless you, right, brother. Thank you for brother, sharing. Before we get, Kent, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, Matt. No, you you mentioned that you want to bring in Brother Kent before the next caller, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brother Kent, you, you just know, need to unmute yourself. Can you all hear me real quick? Yes. Yes, sir. Can can you all can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. We're here. You just fine, Brother yeah, Kent. Yeah, you do. All right, I'm a, I'm gonna be as short as I possibly can, and as straight to the point as I as I can as well. Um, in various in various states, we have some huge movements going on. In various states, in all of the states, we have huge movements going on. But as the brother um, Denu has said, when you when you're fighting in your in your individual state, it's easy for that governor to isolate you and isolate your activity within your state. You see what I'm saying? So so therefore and, and also going back to what the brother Ivan had said about it's a five year gap between the last time that he was able to do this here at this at, at, at this scale of, you know, communication from the inside. So with with, with those two things right there, we need the brothers on the inside as well as the brothers and sisters out there on the outside to understand that our language our language must start speaking as in the movement to start bringing things together more from state to state. You see what I'm saying? And to do this here, you know, this is the first step right here. This is the first step. But we also have to, you know, we have administrations, you know, to help this state, this state on the outside with these brothers on the inside, or that state on the outside with these brothers on the inside. But see, we have to establish uh, uh, administrative bodies, administrative uh, 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 people to maintain keeping up with. Because with us being in prison, man, these, these lines of communications are not promised. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so therefore, we always gonna need links on the outside to connect, not just with. With, with, with me being in Mississippi, we connect the music, those in Mississippi, but no, we need links to have the, those in the free world in Mississippi to connect with those in the free world in Alabama, those those new people connected with those in, in Louisiana and, and so on and so forth. You see what I'm saying? So when I speak, when I speak everybody, a lot of times it's going to be on structure. It's going to be on structure and it's going to be on organization. Because if we understand and we accept the fact that we are in war, we must be organized and we must be structured because they are very organized and they are very structured. 
You see, so you have to build lines of communication inside and out, state to state. You have to build. Uh, uh, you have to build uh, 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 council committees. You have to build finances because this stuff is not nothing is free. You all should know nothing is free. You know, when we come down to rallies, permits, when we come down to setting up these blog talks, and when we come down to 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 anything that we you know that we that we need did, nothing is free. You know, uh, 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 and many other aspects. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drag on onto that. But I just wanted to make sure that that we put that on the people's mind inside and out. So like we got them sisters in, in Ohio that's rallying every every week. We should be able to do the same thing in each one of these states and start organizing little teams to do the same thing. And and it's gonna take somebody to administrate to keep all of them together and make sure that they, you know what I'm saying, we do it at once. All of all of them doing it together. And that's what's gonna make it powerful. That's what's gonna make it a threat. See, it's gonna make it a problem and, and a nuisance at the individual state. But on a nationwide level, it makes it a threat. It's the difference between being a nuisance and being a threat. You see what I'm saying? So Big um, facts. That's, that's 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 what I wanted to uh State right there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we go out there to get to prison, and we we making a lot of noise. Yeah, they looking at us as yeah, we tired of them people. Steady doing this shit. Yeah, they looking at us being a nuisance, which is good too, because that civil disobedience, and they get things did too. But when we unite, just like them sisters that just protest in uh in California, we are their voices. They do it as, as well once a week, you know. Okay, if if, if we can get if we can get these sisters to, to to do these on the same date and start organizing, organizing our sisters, our brothers, our our, our wives, and so on and so forth, to start connecting out there in the world and, and, and start organizing from state to state on the same date. It becomes a threat. Comes a real threat. So I just wanted to say that there, man. People just too much too. Bless. All right, we are only got a few more minutes before we're gonna have to close out. I want to try to see if we can get one last uh, question. Uh, Max, is there one more person with their hand up? Uh, nobody with their hands up any longer that hasn't uh, already that's fine. spoken. That's fine. Okay, well, listen, we want to reiterate this. It takes boots on the ground. It takes, uh, it takes uh, litigation, legislation, and it's going to take a collective hold in pushing forth these efforts. So when you got Epic at every prison in the, uh, out Ohio every weekend, when you got the sister in Texas going as far as to demonstrate the heat inside of the uh, of the cell, you understand what I'm saying? When you got the fam queen team putting boots on the ground in Washington, D.C., reiterating what B. New and Kent said, it's major, but when these things are collected together as a whole, then it's a, you, you're dealing with a whole other ball game, situations they're they going to have to address. So we need to all stay focused and keep our eyes on this plus movement with the 3 to 13. Everybody in every state needs to get involved. Everybody needs to organize their state, and everybody needs to get the leaders of their organizations to get involved with the collective movement on the national scale. We thank everybody for tuning in. We thank everybody for their uh, comments and their questions, and our heart go out to, to everyone, man, in the struggle, man. We appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One more brother online. He wanted to come in. Brother Fahamaboo. 
Okay, all right. Go ahead. Uh, Jose, yeah, um, I'm honored and um, just blessed, you know, just to be on here with you brothers, man. You know, I'm always trying to network and connect with brothers um, on the inside and, and those on the outside with the abolitionist movement. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love, you know, just the center. You know, I didn't really I didn't really know, you know, what the topic was going to be about or what the purpose was, but, man, this was beautiful right here. Um, like the brother was saying, you know, I've been back there in lockup before, you know, trying to get some type of assistance. And, you know, I'm kicking the door by myself trying to get some attention and I'm not being heard. But then the brother next door, he started kicking the door. And then somebody across from us started kicking the door. And then somebody upstairs started kicking the door. Before you know it, our whole wing kicking the door. And y'all got to come back here and give us some attention. So, you know, um, together we're going to get way more um, uh, attention and, and way more effect, effectiveness then, you know, individually. So we got to all get on the same page. Like the brother was saying, we got to organize. It's a lot of us. We got all of these different organizations um, protesting and, and and doing all of this uh, activist work and, you know, in all of these different places. But it's like we fragment, you know, and when we come together, you know, now, now like the brother said, we are a threat. You know, the governor here can't dismiss the movement, you know, because it's going on all around the nation, you know. So that's major. You know, and um, like I said, I'm just on. I'm going to be brief. I just wanted to say something and, um, you know, let you brothers know, you know, that I'm here in solidarity with you and support. I'm here in Alabama and um, been locked up about about 14 years. You know, I participated in the movements with the Brotherhood of the Free Alabama Movement and many other protests and hunger strikes and so forth. So, you know, um, power to the people and hotel. Power, bro. If there's nothing else, man. We appreciate y'all. ask that you stay on the line for the inspirational close of music, and we'll see you at the same time next week for Live from the Plantation. Hotel. Yeah. I'm influenced by the pain. My people feeling it's real here. Caught up in all the thrill here. You ain't gotta worry, just a man here to make a difference. Wanna put my life on the line, cause it was written. I'm influenced by the pain, my people feeling is real here. So many of us lost and caught up in all the thrills here. Just a man trying to make a difference. Hey, hey, hey. Wanna put my life on the line, cause it was real and black man reading. This is dangerous, but what it is is just a powerful change in us. It's not about the fame with us, no. We left the streets for the dean, but the gangsterness still came with us. Islam is the truth that'll save you, yo. When you're moving through this world all alone, trying to let it go. Mistakes are made, we cry for days. It might look like we're losing, but it's just a phase We ain't here to stay, no Protect our families by any means To fight before we turn away Willing to die for what I believe This ain't just words, I'm from New Jersey My actions so the real to me Influenced by the pain, my people feeling it's real here So many of us lost and caught up in all the thrill here You ain't gotta worry, just a man here to make a difference was written. Hey, hey, hey. I'm influenced by the pain, my people feeling it's real here. Hey, hey, hey. 
lovers lost and caught up in all the thrills here. Hey, hey, you ain't gotta worry, just a man trying to make a decision. It was written, I had a dream that my people got along Economically strong in the country of our own No more being consumers that are killed to consume See your brother working hard, support him and give him room No more riots, no more protesting What you think, they just gonna stand there and hold weapons One move, hands up and they will shoot To break us down and keep us down, that's what they came to do But we gonna change that, this is just a plain fact We're dealing with murderers, so gangsters, where your aim at? Educate ourselves, we need to come together The aim is to change this condition forever No more craziness, foolishness to get you killed Strategies from murderers is how this country was built So be prepared to be legally strapped And get ready for the grave, cause leaving's a fact I'm influenced by the pain, my people feeling it's real here So many of us lost and caught up in all the thrill here Worry, just a man here to make a difference. Hey, 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 I'm to put my life on the line, cause it was written. Hey, 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 I'm influenced by the pain, my people feeling is real here. Hey, 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 so many of us lost and caught up in all the thrills here. Hey, 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 you ain't gotta worry, just a man trying to make a difference. Hey, On the line, cause it was written. I'm influenced by the pain, my people feeling is real here. So many of us lost and caught up in all the thrill here. Cool.